0: This is the Draft Season Podcast. We are here. It's finally fantasy football season. It's your boy, Young Raz, coming live from where I often do, Queens, New York. Um, Today, we got something special for y'all. We are we are here on Underdog Fantasy. We are doing a live basketball fantasy football draft. Sean 5K, talk to him real quick.
1: We in the building, man. Raz, you know it's that glorious time of year. You know, August is next week. It's time to do a million and one drafts. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to our friends, the homies at underdog fantasy you know one of the best apps out here um if you guys are not familiar with the app you guys definitely should check us out you know watch the draft get familiar um we do have the promo code draft season they are matching your first deposit um up to 100 dollars whatever it is make sure that that promo code is draft season so um i mean we got the homies right now with us in the draft right now so um you know just to run through everybody we got Klu number one just went cmc um we got matt at number two carry three Berg, for Raz, you got the fifth pick. Um, Mig, you got seventh pick. My boy Dizzle is eighth. Uh, BP Prime is nine. Denz is 10th. Vincent is 11th. I got 12th pick on the corner. So, I mean, Mig, talk to me, brother. You have how many How many best balls have you done to this point of the season? We got a full month to go, yeah. But, but f- how many drafts are you at right now, bro? Between Yahoo
2: and Underdog, I'm probably sitting around 60, 70. So I've tried to just every strategy you can do, man. So I'm sitting on the zero RB strategy right now. No running backs to about the sixth, seventh round. I got the seventh pick here, so seeing what Raz does. Go
0: ahead and let Justin Jefferson. Raz.
1: Yeah, the 30 TV. second clock will catch up on you really quick. Raz, oh, yeah. you, have you have to get through? To a-
0: yeah, I went wide out at that point. But yeah, it's I like, might get yeah, that clock. My 30 get seconds it's,
3: here.
0: It's rapid fire, bro.
2: Unless you gotta have your cue, yeah. So we went, we went,
1: Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Raz went, Raz went, Jay Jettas. Mig, you are on the clock. Take seven. What you thinking here? I'm thinking Stephon Diggs, man. I,
2: even though wide receiver is really deep, go ahead and get me an elite wide receiver first round and first round to go and do this before I end up auto picking.
1: You can't go wrong, Derrick Henry. They're about
2: to run the man to the ground this year.
1: For him. So I mean, Raz, like, what do you what's your what's your strategy that you're you're entering these drafts early? Obviously, best ball, the best ball format. If you guys do not know at home, um, you don't have to worry about you know setting lineups. I know specifically for fantasy football, fantasy football is probably the easiest one, um, that probably doesn't need best ball, but it's the one that made best ball the most famous. Um, you know, fantasy football, you only got to set your lineups once a week. Other fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, it's much more of a grind. But with fantasy baseball, I mean, fantasy football is only once a week. But, I mean, Raz, like what's your strategy going into these drafts, you know, when you're just trying to optimize points scored in your lineup?
0: I mean, like Meg said, you know, wide receiver is very deep this year. So, it d- depending on where you're drafting, like me, I was fifth pick. So, it's like I went BPA there with no – I mean, obviously, it's the first round. you got to go BPA. But it's like I, I tend to shy away still from zero running back. Like my anxiety still can't take it. So, I do try to lock up. Like with this next pick I got, I'm gonna try and secure my running back room with some of the the last remaining talent that should be there, high-end talent.
1: So I mean, Mick, I go back to you just in terms of the first couple rounds in the draft. Like who are these who are the players that you are ending up with the most? Who are the guys that you know are kind of falling in this format that you would say? And and also guys just I'm on the clock here at twelve. Devonta Adams just went in front of me. That's who I wanted in this pick. So I kind of got to pivot here. Um,
2: but, me, go ahead, bro. Yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of Debo drop, um, Tyreek Hill. Um, let's see what else. Um, I've been having – I've been getting a lot of A.J. Brown usually with my uh, second pick. Um, just depends where I'm at. The one thing with best ball is you only need two running backs. So if you load up on yeah. wide receivers and, you know, they have good weeks, you just really need – two of your five or six running backs to really hit to do all right. Um, one of the things I have been doing with uh, best ball is taking one of the elite tight ends. I usually wait for a tight end in a normal uh, normal draft, but I feel like it's a it's a must here with um, best ball. Then it gives me the flexibility to
0: really wait for a tight end towards the later rounds. It's my best strategy. I mean, right. know. All right, so I... You know, I was going to say tight end is I always can't... a wait. A wasteland and normal, normal fantasy. Right. So best ball, it makes sense that you got to jump on it regardless. Cause you need, you need to optimize points at that position.
1: All right. So I started off my draft 12, 13 on, obviously drafting on the wheel um, at the end of the draft, I went Dalvin and CD lamb 12, 13. So I'm not, I'm not mad at my start here, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, Meg, I'm still, I'm still kind of with you, man. Like obviously, and you know, as, as, you know, fantasy football drafts, you know, go on and the years do pass by. There's a million strategies to go on. And I think, you know, there's some people who love the zero running backs. There's, there's people who love the robust um, running back strategy. The, I think the best part about fantasy football at, at this point is all these strategies can work. You know, the way the the way the way cookie is going to crumble and the way the season is going to play out, there's just a million and one different scenarios and, and a million and one different variables uh, that will, you know, end up legislating who actually wins at the end of the season. So, you know, if you draft a zero I like like Meg said, you know, these zero running backs, you know, it's still I will say this at least from from these drafts that I've done and I've probably done um I think it's probably my like I've probably done like 9 10 um, best balls at this point of the season and you know, one thing I have noticed that I will say just of uh, you know, getting familiar with the draft pool, every season is different. Um you know, you got to really this is kind of the best part of whether it's doing a million best balls, whether it's doing, you know, shout out to the fancy pros draft wizard, you know what I'm saying? One of the best, you know, just tools out there for any, any drafter as you do, as we do approach draft season. But this actual, <laughs> this actual season, I would say the running back depth is kind of, it's kind of deeper than than normal. So, I mean, I mean as somebody who's done a, a bunch of drafts at this point, um, what do you what do you see as the best values and what's the best way to really attack the running back position? Yep. So probably I've done about 20 zero
2: running back strategies, and I'm leaving away with my top three running backs on average being AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, and typically Damian Harris. Um, and I've taken some Chase Edmonds as well, which to be honest, I'm perfectly okay with that. Me being that I'm loading up on Wide receivers, I get a top five quarterback and usually a top four tight end. So that's the strategy that I like. I'll be interested interested to see how I do. Um, But I just went Swifty there, DeAndre Swift. That's my boy. So that zero running back strategy is out the window. Um, But I'm interested to see what I'm going to have at the 31st pick because that's one of those where if Josh Allen is there, do I take him?
0: Because then, if I take Josh
2: Allen, I only need one more quarterback. Yeah. Because Josh Allen is going to be my QB one just about every
1: week. Uh so Raz, you just you just double back, pick twenty in the second round with Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. I mean, this is pretty good. This is a pretty interesting point here, Raz. I mean, obviously, um, the bit the breaking news of today, um, just in terms of the NFL world, um, <laughs> you know, as as uh, as my guy Raz does call him Julio Funches. <laughs> did just sign Julio Jones. Did just sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. So I mean, I'm gonna ask. I know. I, I mean, I have an idea how how you will approach this, Raz. But I mean, yeah. Nick, just talking about Julio Jones. Obviously, what is Julio's ADP in underdog right now? Let's take a look at that real quick. It's one ninety one. ADP is one ninety one. One ninety one. <laughs> um, I've seen him going in the two hundreds. And and yeah, I took him I did a I did a draft before this and I took him around like one fifty. But I mean Mig, like obviously I don't necessarily know if it is a you know a skill issue with Julio to where he has, you know, the skill set has eroded um from this point of his career. Um I think just the injuries last year was the most difficult part of it. Um obviously, you know, just thinking about last season for Julio, um you know, he had that that overturn, overcall touchdown in week one, he got hurt week two, I think. And like the rest of the season, like he was just um, in and out of the lineup with injuries this season. But w- how are you approaching this? I, mean, I think obviously there's value to be had where he's going to be going in draft this season. Um, if there is anything left in the tank, you know, I think Brady is the quarterback to uh, really maximize what you're going to get out of Julio Jones. But how much do you think Julio has left in the tank? I think he's in a good situation.
2: Um, Godwin, what's Godwin's status? Is he going to miss the first
0: the start I mean, of the he season? Still, they said he's still missing some, uh, some of our training camp, so I'd assume Godwin's not going to be 100% So what? Yeah, middle, so I think there is extent, value there. You know?
2: There's no Gronk. Um, Godwin's going to miss some time. Lenny showed up to camp overweight, so <laughs> – Julio might be the second wide receiver there to start the season, and if you get I mean, him as your sixth wide receiver, seventh, if it, if he's truly going by the ADP, what should skyrocket now? I mean, that's that's value right there. But as you I know, mean, say, but
0: like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're worried about injuries there. Um, what is he now um, in that offense? Right, like he. Is he is he going to be the under underneath person for them like that underneath big body? He's gonna obviously be a red zone threat, but you know, next to Mike Evans, so you, he won't we be should. able
2: to. You got Jalen Darden there too, who should you know? He's the yeah.
1: What he these like third, fourth round pick on him last year? Yep.
0: I, he's I, gonna I think play. Just, I think it's just figuring out what his role is gonna be. I mean, you know, I don't I'll know. Play stick away. Yeah, I don't see. I think he's more a name than he is in in play right now, um, unfortunately, and it's been like that for the last couple of years. But it's one of those things where it's like, Tom Brady may find a way to get him the ball, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think if you're getting him in two hundreds, right? Like if that's where you're taking your chance at, at Julio Jones, and and you get fucking five weeks, five six weeks of productivity from him, you have to you have to be happy with that.
1: You uh, mute, yeah. muted Sean. Uh, I'm muted here. My bad. I just went picks. Um, I was just on the clock. Sorry. Um, I just doubled up. Um, rounds three and four with Jalen Waddle and Cortland Sutton. Now, I have been taking a lot of Cortland Sutton. I think, uh, you know, I think it's real easy. Um, you know, just with the poopoo platter of quarterbacks that the Broncos have had over the past couple of seasons. Um, Drew Lock is ass. Um, who else? Teddy Bridgewater? Not it. Um, Trevor Simeon? Not it. Um, the quarterbacks that. Denver has had or have been awful, to put it kindly, but it was not that long ago before the injury that Cortland Sutton was one of the most explosive and big play, uh, you know, and especially we talk about Russell Wilson and what does Russell Wilson do best in his game? And that's throw the damn deep ball. And Russ throws those those moon balls and Cortland Sutton has the speed to get behind defensive backs and i think he's primed to have a really incredible season but i mean maybe we've had this conversation offline before but raz i'll get you in here how are you projecting this denver offense in general obviously um you know even get your opinions on the backfield for a moment we have javante um Melly gordon my guy Melly has resigned over there but how are you you know just in terms of exposure and how you want to um how interested you would be at drafting um these skill position guys. Obviously, there's Judy, who also is, you know, we still haven't seen that breakout season anything that has, you know, come close to approximating what we see from uh from what we saw from Jerry Judy at Alabama. But how are you approaching this Denver offense? Because um what was it? I think Meg, you and I did a, a best ball the other day, and you know, I think I, I might I did a you know a light stack. I think I had everybody except maybe. Um, Russ, I got some Tim Patrick late um, after the 100 as well. But, Raz, how are you feeling about this Denver offense in general going into the season?
0: I mean, I think they have all the potential in the world. And I think for fantasy implications, like, I am still sifting through who I think is going to break through out of this um, this team, right? Like, Cortland Sutton obviously played very well with some of the bad quarterbacks that they had, you know. And I think that's something that should continue. But then when you look at somebody like Judy, who who was hurt and who is, you know, pretty much a route technician and he's somebody who needs the ball where he needs it, um, Russell Wilson somebody who can put that ball there. So I, I think his stock obviously takes a boost there. But is it to the detriment of somebody like Cortland Sutton? Like, is is Judy breaking out going to then hinder those Sutton numbers? You know, and it's it's hard sometimes to, to kind of deviate between the two, whether it's like which one am, who has the highest ceiling is basically what I'm arguing right now, like between those two, which are the which of these guys are going to have the higher ceiling. And then when you start looking at the floor, you'll, you'll throw that in there, too. But I think with those two, it's going to be all about ceiling. And then when you look at the running backs, I am I was praying Melvin Gordon went somewhere else so we could have Javante, you know, that we could see what that really looks like. But, uh, you know, I think in the timeshare, he should still be the lead. But I mean, it's that's going to be a sticky situation for me right now.
2: The one player you didn't mention, I think there's going to be two players on this offense that go off, and it's going to be Sutton or Judy, and then Uh it's going to be someone like Tim Patrick or K.J. Hamler. I've been taking a lot of K.J. Hamler in the probably late 190s, early 200s as my my wide receiver seven in best balls, and I think he has a really good chance of just being that guy because if you think about it, Russell Wilson always has some guy that just shows up out of nowhere that – you know he loves for a season um i'm thinking what is it david moore is that the one that's coming to mind popped off like a year um god he had last year uh it, well lockett's first season um kind of came out of nowhere as well um yeah. so the, the thing with kj hamler is his injuries and can he um beat tim patrick here out of camp um being that he's sidelined right now so that's my only worry but he's he's the guy i've been taking a lot i'm on the clock I went Lamar Jackson last pick. And I'm glad I so did. You got, yeah,
1: you have four. It's your fifth pick, Meg. You have Lamar, DeAndre Swift, Stephon Diggs, and Michael Pittman. So what do you think of here? We got I, we got 12 like, seconds left. 12. You know, I
2: like waiting on <laughs> running backs. So I am going Jerry Judy since we just spoke about him. So I'm gonna add him to my wide receiver group of Stephon Diggs and Michael Pittman, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, and
0: to update yeah, y'all... Think, go ahead, you go. Ahead. Yeah, just update, because I, I haven't even given the listeners just, you know, what I've picked so far. So, I mean, I have Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans at the top. We spoke about that. Um, I did go Josh Allen at 29 uh, just to secure the quarterback. You know, sorry to snag that, Miggy, but that was on my board as well. Then I went with Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs as my two running backs. So right now I'm looking at the barren wasteland of tight ends. So, I mean, at this point, I, I may start to go for more wide receiver depth and to see what running backs um, to snag from there. But I'm, I'm all set at quarterback. Yeah. How are you feeling How about, about
1: you know, the result this year, Raz? I think, like like I said, another thing where we talk about, you know, just getting back onto running backs. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think just the strategy, there's a lot of um, – I think there's great points made on both sides. And it's kind of why when I approach these drafts, I think just staying balanced and, you know, I I do have to go zero running back to succeed and have a a team that puts up a lot of points every year. You really don't. Um, I see the strategy in it. Um, But just this year, like you said, Raz, um, still, still on the board right now um, with the running backs. There is JK Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson. Um, You just took Brees Hall. We're in the fifth, sixth round right here. And, you know, I, I just see it's a lot of appealing options Still out there. But obviously, Brees Hall, um
0: big Jets fan. What are your expectations of him in year one? Razz? I mean, by all accounts, they're looking for him to be that number one back there. Um, You know, they, they're going to have a little thunder and lightning with, with Michael Carter. Shout out to him. I know he's there for the explosive plays. But I mean, if you even look at, you know, Brees Hall College, his, his college tape was incredible. Um, He's a game changer and he's going to be somebody that they can hand the ball off to and, and really run behind that offensive line that's revamped. And I think, you know, where I got him, you know, I, I've seen him reached a lot earlier before and, you know, I've seen him fall a little bit just because of that normal Jets pessimism. So I, I feel like I got him right where he should have been. And I think he's somebody who's going to see the value as long as the Jets' offense is on the field. So, I mean, I think it, it's it's kind of a flip of a coin. And obviously, if this is a dynasty league, you know, you have to take Brees Hall because he has that potential. But I think, you know, I think you're going to get good value out of him this year as long as he stays healthy.
2: Look at this group of wide receivers available right now. This is one of the areas of the draft that I've been a part of. And I haven't really taken place in the draft here recently because I've been going running back. But yeah. what – what separates some of these guys and I'm going AJ Dillon as my running back. So I'll, I'll have um, looks like uh, Deandre Swift and AJ Dillon here, which I'm happy with since um, Aaron Rodgers really isn't going to have many great receivers. Um, it's going to be the Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon show this year. I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think now I'm picking two picks. Right. And I'm looking at the same crop of wideouts. Right. And it's, you know, you got Godwin here, Cooper, and it, it also it depends on obviously with health for Godwin, you know, because he's somebody I would love to have on my roster. But then the rest of them come down to me right now is their quarterback play, and if you can wait on some people coming back from from suspension, right? Like D Hop's there, he's going. He's ADP is seventy four. Right. You stash you stash D Hop for you know for six weeks, you're solid, six right? Weeks. Yeah, you know, Amari Cooper is always a good option, but it's like. How is he gonna? How is he gonna look? What if it's not? You know, D. Watt throwing the rock. Yep. So I mean, it's it's I all mean, about it's all about the situation oh, these yeah. guys are going. Oh, in. Great Mario. pick. I just went Antonio Gibson I mean, with that, that last pick. I love that pick. I mean,
1: I Nick mean, we've had this we've had this discussion about Antonio Gibson. Uh, Two hundred points
2: last year, man. I
1: mean, just ha- having it, just having it on uh, talking about that pick because I do think Antonio Gibson. This is somebody who um was he wasn't going in the first round last year but he was on that border at the top of the second yeah. round last year and now we're talking about he is going he just went pick sixty eight to you Raz. But I mean Mick we've spoken about this um you know early in this preseason but what are you making like I have my opinions about this Washington backfield but how do you see it playing out?
2: Yeah I love the pick. I've been taking a lot of Antonio Gibson like I mentioned earlier. I know there are Worried he might lose a job. Um, but what they drafted Brian Robinson this year. Um, so he's, you know, relying on a rookie. And then um, McKissick, who is going to steal some touches. Um, doesn't matter where you take them, it, it's every year for the last two, three years. Um, but if you told me I could have Antonio Gibson every draft at pick 70, I'm doing it. Um, I'd wait for my second running back to be Gibson. He just put up 200 points last year. In best ball here on underdog, and to be honest, their quarterback quarterback play may have just gotten a little better, um, even with Wentz, with Wentz there. So um, you know they can't. You know they may not be stacking the box as much this year. You still got Terry McLaurin. I think the,
1: the Washington backfield is pretty interesting, and you know I've never I'll, I'll say this a million times I've never been a a Carson Wentz fan. Um, even when it was like it's, it's easy to say that right now because everybody's kind of out Um that week 17 game against the Jags was just a pathetic showing um <laughs> with a playoff berth on the line from the Colts. So, it's, I mean, I, I've never seen it with Carson Wentz, even when he was playing at his quote unquote MVP form. I thought, you know, it was fluffed up by, um, you know, a really good supporting cast. But, you know, just staying on the Washington backfield. And I do think. Um, especially last year for uh, just staying on Antonio Gibson for a moment because, yeah, he dealt with a lot of nagging injuries. Um, You know, Ron Rivera in general, he's one of these guys. um, He's somebody who he does want to have a nice running back rotation. Um, I think just talking about just the, you know, the actual appeal of Antonio Gibson and what he brought to the table is, you know, I think efficiency per touch, um, he, he, he might fall into that, You know that miles sanders you know purgatory purgatory of just being extremely efficient when he does get his carries and his touches but is he you know it's the same thing with miles sanders like i just said we're still waiting for the eagles to really you know unleash and and you know unleash miles uh, miles sanders and and us really get uh you know what he looks like um you know if he hits the ceiling but i do think just in terms of i think they're going to run the ball a considerable amount. You know, I think, and in terms of, he's somebody who, I think he's good enough to where if he's getting, let's let's call it, you know, he's in that you know, let's say eighteen to twenty touch range per game. He's somebody who I do think he's talented enough to make up for that actual, um, you know, make up for the efficiency. I mean, just the volume concerns that have him falling. Um, to what was that? Raz, uh, late round six. You just do him
0: Yeah, late round six.
1: Yeah, so I think even you know even going back into the Brian Robinson uh, pick, you know Bama, he's a bruiser. Uh, is there a chance? I think he's a, he's actually a, I think he's probably he's a talented back. I do think he has a role as a as a future NFL back. Um, really good power back. He's not one of these guys who can't catch the ball either. He does have some hands. Um, so you know he might have you know in a in a different situation some three down, you know back potential in a, in another world. But I do think you know if Antonio Gibson just stays healthy and you know if they're using him in a three back rotation i do think there might be some pretty good potential for antonio gibson um you know to bust off you know keep him healthy bust off the big plays um and i think the goal line usage might end up being um the you know the story that tells antonio gibson's season but i mean i have a pick coming up here um my yeah my team here i went i got dalvin cook uh jk Dobbins as my rb2 um, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Cortland Sutton, and I said DK Metcalf as my wide receiver for. So, um, I mean, Raz, I'll get you this. Um, DK Metcalf real quick. His ADP right now is 53. I got him at pick 60. Tyler Lockett is going around. He's going around, um, he's going. I've got him like in the hundreds
0: yeah, um, 15th, so I'm 15 seven
1: o'clock right now but what do you make of are you in or out on DK at that price right?
0: where you got him I'll take it I'll take the risk I'm not taking him I don't know if I'm taking him at the the adp like like everyone else is I'm concerned as to who's gonna be thrown on the you uh, know it could be our beloved our beloved Gino Marino, which would uh you know <laughs> would make for a uh a great story but uh um you know, I, I I think DK obviously benefited from being a freak of nature. One, let's not disrespect him, but two, like we said, Russell Wilson throws that deep ball, you know, and it's it's if not the best, one of the best deep balls in the league in terms of accuracy and it drops to where you need it. He's not gonna have that type of precision in coming under center for him this year. So, you know, we gotta see how advanced and how deep he can get his route tree to to kind of um to, to to make up for the lack of quarterback excellence you'll have.
1: What about you, Mig, at that price? Um, what did I say, pick 60? So, yeah, that's a that's a mid-fifth-round pick, basically. I'm
2: staying away. I'm staying away for any, from any of the receivers in Seattle, even if they get G, uh, Jimmy G. So um, I'm good on DK and Tyler. I do want to go back, though. We missed it. Let James Cook went 81st. Um, that's about 20, 25 um, spots b- before his ADP. Um, I'm just interested to see what's your thoughts on a Buffalo running back, especially
1: a rookie. Yeah, prime prime, prime took James Cook 81, Raz. But, um, you know, I think James Cook, he came from out of that Bama – I mean, not Bama, Georgia backfield. Um, I I just I – I have a problem because do I think he's better than Zach Moss? I do think he's better than Zach Moss. So I do think he's going to be – a bigger competition for, um, I think it's going to be a bigger competition for Devin Singletary. Um, and the thing about the the thing about the Buffalo backfield that doesn't really make sense. Is um, Zach Moss still profiles as? And I don't know. Like Zach Moss was, he didn't have a role in that offense um, down the stretch in the second half. Um, he was injured um, for a long part of it, and they didn't use him much in the playoffs either. Um, and it just kinda comes down to is we gotta we kind of have to see it. Um and how I'm not sure I'd have to look up where um Devin Singletary finished last year and he finished he had a he had a dry spell towards the middle of the season, ended up you know finishing strong. Yeah, I know he was really strong down the last month of the season during winning time. So if you had Devin Singletary on any playoff teams, he um he was he was making you some money and he was putting you in a good position um down the stretch. The problem that comes down to it is Josh Allen is their goal linebacker, back, and Josh Allen obviously, Raz. Right, you know, if you had to put some money on MVP candidates for this year, Josh Allen is at the top of that list. Of somebody who, you know, could be an extremely, you know, a high level MVP. You know, the points. He's just one of the safest fantasy picks, especially if you're gonna get him um, in rounds three, four, wherever. What are you take, Um, end of early round three, Raz. What was that?
0: Uh, let's see. Let's see. I took him round three. Yeah.
1: Round three. That 29. So middle. Round three. Um, yeah. So middle. Yeah. Middle, the back um, end? um, So yeah, the middle. back in, end, back in end the round. So obviously that's, that's a pretty, you can't go wrong with it. So, I mean, that's kind of where my issue comes down to it. Because I do think in dynasty leagues, um, yeah, he's, he's worth a real, really good pick. Um, Devin Cemetery is coming towards the end of his rookie contract. I think he might have one more year. Something like that. I think it was year three for Devin. Um, year three or four. But um, but you know, who is the lead back at that backfield of the future? That's still to be seen, and who's in it. But other thing about Josh Allen is he doesn't really bump off, and um, he doesn't throw. He's looking to you know kill you down the field, which is why he's one of the most entertaining and you know one of the funnest quarterbacks to watch. But he doesn't really dump it off a lot. Um, so and that's that's what James Cook does the he does best, uh, particularly when he was in at Alabama. He's really got at the backfield. Um and he can make guys miss. So he's somebody who you know, I do think there's long term value. Um pick eighty one, I'm not there yet. I, I did take James Cook a little closer. You said that was twenty picks above ADP, right? Maybe? Yep. Yeah, like I think he might need a demon secretary injury to actually you know, fulfill some of that upside. But, I mean, Mig, you are on the clock here. What are you thinking, brother? I need to go court, uh receiver.
2: I don't know how I feel about Brandon Ayuk or Woods, and my trusty guy that I've been going here is Tyler Boyd. um Even though he's the 3rd wide receiver there in Cincinnati, he,
1: for the most part to me, is a safe pick. He has like a 90- 95 to like 100 target floor, which like, you know, I think you know, some of it's going to be game script dependent. There are some games to where he just wasn't getting as much targets. Obviously, you know, Jamar Chase is an alpha. T Higgins, also, also is an alpha. There's some injury concerns with him, but you know, I think I'm I'm drafting under under the assumption that he's going to be you know ready to go for week one. Yeah. So that's the thing with T Higgins. But yeah, like, um, the Bengals are going to pass the ball a lot. Joe Burrow is just solid as a rock. Um, so I think like he's just pretty safe just in terms of he's somebody who he's going to, he there's not a lot of, we, we get into this situation to where um, I mean, Raz the number one guy I'm thinking about here, um, still on the board here and I will get your opinion on this as resident Jets fan, Jared Wilson. I mean, Meg, we'll get you in about Garrett Wilson and what you are projecting for him in year one. But um, I think if we gave a different quarterback, those options in year one, you know, we might be a little higher on them, but what are you projecting for um, Garrett Wilson in general? And just, I mean, I'm, the Jets'
0: receiving core. I mean, I'm not taking right. It's yeah, it's an it's an improved receiving core for sure, right? And it's like, I think the sums of the parts are gonna are going to be what makes this offense. If it goes, go. Like Garrett Wilson's dynamic as fuck. And I think what it's going to do is like it's going to have that fantasy impact on somebody, maybe like a Corey Davis. Right. Because, um, you know, Corey Davis often saw the best defender, um, you know, and he isn't probably a number one. Right. Like Corey Davis probably best set it at set up as your number two. And I think having dynamic game breakers like Garrett Wilson and even Elijah Moore, who probably went already, I am I assume somebody's taking him already. Um, oh, he just, went. yeah he oh, went. Yeah, that's what he I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like his, he has an ADP that where it looks like we're going to be force feeding him the ball. If you have those two dynamic athletes play like they're supposed to play, somebody like Corey Davis is going to be, you know, someone who's not going to get drafted high, but if you do get him, you're going to get the value there, but to circle back to Garrett Wilson, I mean, I, I'm excited to see him. I don't know how much of his impact is going to show out fantasy-wise, but you'll see it on the field. I mean, man, you are, you know, the
1: Ohio State fan, resident Buckeyes fan. So, I mean, let's talk about um, – I mean, also, uh, Chris Olave is off the board already, but um, the Buckeyes receivers, what do you projecting for them in year one? I like – I think
2: Winston's a better quarterback than Wilson. Um, with our – not, yeah, I guess yeah. Zach Wilson, Milf Hunter. Um, with it's the goal. yeah, with uh, with Garrett Wilson though, you get you know you get his quickness. He's efficient, um, but at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to how much does Zach Wilson improve. Um, I see Wilson his outlook more of a wide receiver two than a one career wise. Um, I'm on the clock. And I am probably going Rashad White here um, just based off the Lenny news. I may come back to bite me, but I'll take that right now. But I like Olave, especially if Michael Thomas comes back to play and he plays like he normally does. I think that ultimately ends up helping Olave. Um, And they both went really high back-to-back. I just like the Saints better. I think they're – they could ultimately have similar careers, um, but it's just it's the quarterback play that that matters for me. And uh, you know, with Elijah Moore there, um, Corey Davis, um, who you got what two two uh, decent tight ends there now um, in in New York. So Garrett Wilson's still there, and we're at one sixteen with the one twelve ADP. So it looks like other people kind of think like I do. It looks like um,
0: oh shit, I'm on the I'll level. have. I'll, I'll take I'll Olave. You. I'll get
1: your opinion on this, just staying on the rookies for one moment, because obviously there's always going to be, you know, I think on these last couple of years, specifically talking about the wide receiver position. Um, you know, used to say it it, it, they used to say it took it takes wide receivers a couple years to really, you know, find their footing and you know get acclimated to the NFL level. I think that has changed considerably over the past few years. Receivers are coming into the league, you know, a lot more ready to to you know contribute. And put numbers up from day one. We're not just like obviously you're gonna have, you know, the the Jamar Chase's, the Justin Jeffersons, the Odell Beckhams, who come in and are just different from day one. You know that's yep. not the standard that we're we're using for everybody. But for the most part, we? these guys are coming mm-hmm. in. No, should we? But these guys are coming into the league a lot more polished. So I mean, Raz from these receivers in general, who do you think has a chance to blow their ADP? And let's say, you know, we talk about those uh, those first couple of weeks, weeks one, weeks two of, you know, waiver wires in the season. You can see being guys that are going later in the drafts um, in your regular standard, not a best ball. So we're talking about like you're not drafting a deep bench. Um, So guys who, you know, can find themselves, you know, late round picks, guys who might end up on the waiver wire, but, you know, could come out mid seat. I mean, early in the season. And, you know, I'm saying game and, you know, just actually have a considerable target share um, in their offenses early in the season. Do you have anybody that jumps out to you that's going, um, you know, at a pretty good value?
0: Um, I'll say I've been looking um, at Tolbert from Dallas. Um, I think somebody with, like, Gallup is still coming off of that injury. And I think the early season targets could get him really active in that offense, um, especially just filling the void. I know, obviously, they lost Cooper um you know cd lamb's still there but you know there's gonna still be targets to go around and that offense you know figures to be pretty high octane as as it was last season so i think you know he's somebody that if he's going where does it say here 140 and what pick are we on you know we're one oh i'm on the i'm on the fucking clock Yeah, all weren't gonna tell me yeah all 125 right. Right. you're on the clock right now rest right? thanks pal um <laughs> i I had an auto pick earlier, bro.
1: Especially like, like drafting with these 30 seconds. Drafting yeah. on 30 seconds is a lot in general. Quick. But, you know, trying to also host the show while you're drafting is a different. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a
0: little ridiculous. Um, You know, I it think is, he's somebody. He's hectic
1: who, very quickly.
0: I think he's somebody who's going to be able to see some uh, some targets just, you know, with the quarterback he has and the offense that they're running.
2: I got somebody who what I thought was going to blow his ADP out the water but I'm going to wait on him because he has not been drafted yet. Um, I'm on the clock. You, more, and I'm with the guy. you just sent me this the other day. You said Jacoby Myers last year had more targets than CeeDee Lamb. That to me is crazy, <laughs> yeah. and he's my wide receiver five. Um, but I'll go ahead and say Jahan Dotson, uh, Washington. Um, he's automatically the number two receiver there. Um, You can argue that Wentz is an upgrade collegiate-wise quarterback for him. And a little stat here, Wentz was the fourth most accurate deep ball quarterback in the league last year. So the outlook for Dotson in Washington to me looks amazing. And at a 139 ADP, I probably should have just taken him over Myers um, after just talking about him. But um, I'll let someone else do that. Or he may drop to me in nine
1: picks. He might. Um, I'm not taking I'm not taking receiver here, so I'm not I'm not taking him here, but I'm I'm one hundred percent with you on the John ja Dotson thing. He's just too damn good. Now the more I'm thinking about it is like how good can this Redskins offense be? Because um like like I said, I'm I've never been a huge Carson Wentz fan. I'll say that many times. I have said that numerous times on this podcast before. So does he limit how good the offense can be? Just thinking about some of those, you know, Philly offenses, he wasn't necessarily, you know, he, wasn't have, he didn't have a lot of, you know, fantasy, um, you know, relevant receivers um, that he was feeding throughout his time. So, um, you know, especially Ron Rivera, they are going to pass. So am I talking myself out of this? I mean, long-term, I am 100% with you. The Red Sox fucking suck, MIG. I'm sorry, uh, random. But, yeah, just Ja Dotson, man. I think he's just way too talented. I think um, if you're telling me he's going to be single-covered, and he's not going to have, you know, the attention of the defenses. I think he's somebody who he's too good of a route runner to not get open all the time. I think um, he's going to be able. He's also somebody who you give him the ball, you know, he's, he's one of these yak killers who he's going to be able to make plays um, down the field. He's also going to um, he's also, you know, a speedster and he has incredible hands. So um, I understand why the community is kind of down on him. Um, I try not to draft too much on the situation. Um, even though I, I get the trepidation. It's not, is it, is the Washington Redskins offense gonna be a top half of the league offense? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, but I do I do understand the trepidation um on that pick with Jal John Johnson. So I mean, how are you guys feeling about your team? We're about um twelve rounds or twelfth round has just started. Um I just went Michael Carter and Tyler. Um, Algier. Um Algier, yeah, Algier out of ATL on the Falcons right now. Um so I have um I, I did a nice little stack of um, you know, Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. I don't I'm not in love with my running backs right now. Um I have Dalvin Cook, JK Domins, uh Cordero, Michael Carter, and Tyler Algier. I think um I need be Dalvin Cook to help me for a full season. Huh? Could be a lot worse for sure. Could will be a lot worse. I'm not. I'm not in love with it. You know, I, I did go gaudy receivers on this. Man, you are up in one pick, so I will go to you Raz. Um halfway through this draft. How are you feeling? Where do you? What do you like on your team? What do you think you need to improve on? And how
0: are you just feeling? I don't know. Is this the first best ball you've done this year, right? This is the first one. This is I am. I am saved it for us. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have uh, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Chase Edmonds currently as my as my running backs. Um, very elated with that Antonio Gibson pick. I think if Brees Hall holds up, that'll be good too. Josh Jacobs, I just needed something with a with a floor, I think, and I, I hope that that's him. And then uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, that's pure pure potential there, man. If he if he's getting the touches in Miami with that offense, I, I hope that that's that's going to be great for me. Wideouts. I need more depth with the wideouts. I mean, my big, I went wideouts early with the Gaudi ones, like you said, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans. And then the next ones were Alan Lazard and Michael Gallup. So I'm definitely in the wide receiver um, market currently. You're on the clock, Raz. You are on the clock here. So what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at these wideouts right now, and I, I see Devontae Parker, which I'm never going to draft. Um, I have Jalen Tolbert, but yeah, I that's also just, have that's just yeah, disgusting yeah. yeah, uh I mean I'ma go I'm gonna go with my guy Van Jefferson here. Um that offense is is still gonna be gonna be potent Not a bad pig, brother. Not he's a bad gonna pick. get looks. I, like I haven't
1: got any Van I haven't got any Van Jefferson in any of these drafts I've done either. I'm a fan.
2: I may have what I, I, I probably would have went Josh Palmer there though. I know we just talked about him uh sean he's uh he's another one that i think it's gonna
1: surprise this year yeah i think you know we just talked about and it's not necessarily a foolproof strategy but the point earlier about like the best quarterbacks on the most you know the past happiest teams in the league you know they are the guys who can you know actually you know carry you know three receivers um into fantasy relevance you know patrick mahomes Um, you know, with no Tyreek Hill on that team, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, real quick, I mean, right, I mean, Mig, Red, I mean, I get you guys both on there, but somebody who I've been digging a lot on, and I might have to bump him up on my actual rankings as somebody who I have not got any part of him or any piece of him, um, to any point in my drafts this year. But what are you guys making of the, the Chiefs? Fantasy room in
0: general and Sky Um, I mean, you can go. You want to take a mega, or I go first. You go ahead. I mean, I'm very, very, very excited to see what the Chiefs fucking look like without Tyreek Hill because when you 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 can't replace somebody like that. Nope. Like it's 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 impossible to replace a player like that. Um, and obviously, you know Patrick Mahomes has some of the best arm talent we've ever seen, but throwing it to somebody like that makes a very big difference. So, I need to see now what is what is that who's going to be the dynamic game breaker there? I know they went and got uh what's his name from the Packers? Um uh, MVS. Oh,
1: right. yeah. <laughs> MVS. Matt Matt's coming in the chat right now. So, this is perfect as <laughs> well. But uh yeah, he's got MVS. <laughs>
0: So I mean, MVS. I don't know how we feel about that. Matthew,
1: um, Matthew Infield is is in the building, and especially yo. once the MVS conversation started, <laughs> Matt showed his face in the chat. <laughs> I mean, the street. Say, y'all talk
0: about MVS? USF legend? Oh man, yo,
1: it oh. was like bloody, it, it was like it was like Candyman in the mirror, bro. You saw That's you serious. said MVS twice on the chat, and you just popped on here, bro. <laughs>
3: Hey, listen, man. That's wide receiver one in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. That's all it that needs to be said.
0: They still got Kelsey. Yeah, I to throw I mean, up. Actually, wait. I feel I feel bad about the I feel bad about the Chiefs again. Now, forget it. Once um, once he, once he <laughs> led with MVS as the number one receiver for Pat Mahomes, I'm done. Um, the Bills, the Bills are winning the AFC. <laughs> but I mean, Meg, what do you what do you make of what
1: do you make of this? Like, what do you make of the Chiefs wide receiver room? Obviously, you know there they- is. Oh, like Mahomes just going god level and being quarterback one and you know, dragging a bunch of the receivers with them is in the realm of possibilities. But how are you like, have you been drafting the Chiefs receivers? Um, you know, me, Mich- sure. Mich- yeah. Paul Hartman, um, our friend K. Lou's favorite receiver, has been going on a media tour basically saying, you know, I wasn't eating like that because they had Tyreek, I'm Tyreek Hill, you know. Interesting, you know, strategy. I don't necessarily believe it. You know, I, I think um, Nicole Hartman has trouble, you know, separating and um, anything other that than a goal route he's go. not too great at. But, um, how are you valuing these Chiefs receivers, Meg? Yep.
2: Yeah, so I haven't taken any. Um, I'm not a huge fan of any of them. Um, besides Travis Kelsey, he's more of a receiver than a tight end. Um, the one thing for more with me. He's competing with Hardman, MBS, and Juju. And Andy Reid's system has not been favorable towards rookies um, in the past. So I think down the line, he's he's probably going to end up being their best receiver in about a year or two. Um, But right now, I'm not not taking more. Um, I think he may start off slow. Um, And there's just – it's just – I don't know. Who's going to – Who's going to be the guy that Pat goes to? Um, he's got several mediocre fellas to, to throw to besides Kelsey. So it, it's almost like a worse offense than the Denver Broncos, where at least two of those four receivers in Denver are going to pop off. And I think the same thing will happen in Kansas City. I just can't put a – I just don't – I don't even want to risk and
1: take two of those guys. How how you feeling on that, Raz?
0: I mean, I'm like I said, Kelsey. Kelsey I don't, like, you can't even trust the running backs in, in Kansas City, which has been a theme. For it flies the last out now, week. too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's, you know, finding out who Andy Reid decides to hand the ball off is an issue. And then without Tyreek Hill, I mean, you're going to wait for somebody to emerge as that number one. But I mean, Kelsey is is the person to draft in that in that lineup, and and that's about it right now. I mean, obviously somebody's gonna get lucky in drafting one of these wideouts and taking a chance, but it's it's not gonna be me. Yeah, like this it, is
1: gonna be one of those things, man. Like I don't, I haven't looked at the schedule, but it's like it's gonna be one of those situations to where we're watching like the Chiefs in Week One or Week Two, and we're just like, damn, I wish I drafted more Chiefs receivers. Like that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting because. I'm not I'm not loving the value of any of these guys, but at the same time, they're not in, None of them are. I mean, other than Kelsey, who obviously is the, um, he's the the most stable part of that offense. Um, and offense is going to revolve around Kelsey targets, to be honest. But he like Mahomes is going to throw over 500 times. Like he like Travis Kelsey isn't getting 500 targets. So like somebody else has to get the ball thrown to them. Um, we've kind of seen, especially when watching, you know, Chiefs games, you know, you'll always see a random, you know, Byron Pringle, you know, streaking down the field for a long touchdown. You see a random Demarcus Robinson touchdown, just streaking down the field for a long touchdown. You didn't really see that with Sammy Watkins, because obviously, you know, that's Sammy Watkins. I'm I'm not going to disparage, you know, the brother's name right here, but he was eight out of the lineup, and you know, the, yeah, he has some good games, but you know, we're still we're still waiting on. We're still waiting on to see to to see him really maximize the, you know, what made him a top 10 receiver. But, you know, it's just interesting to me, man. I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of exposure to the the Chiefs receivers either, but it is something to keep an eye out. I might have to sprinkle in some, uh, you know, some some darts from the Chiefs are here going forward. So, I mean, what What else we got? What else
2: we got
0: here?
2: I took Dotson earlier a few rounds ago. Then I went Jameis Winston and then Daryl Williams. So I think I'm set at quarterback and I need another tight end and I'm probably just going to load up on receivers here. Um, I'm going with the I just need two running backs a week to give me 15, 20 points and I'll bank on my eight receivers to fill four of those spots in my lineup for me.
0: Yeah. I'll say since we last spoke, um, and i let you guys know, I had Michael Gallup. I I went with Pat. I can never pronounce his last name from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fremont. Fremont. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matt is on the clock right now. (laughs) Van Jefferson, Corey Davis, and Marlon Mack since those last couple picks. So, I mean – Took a flyer on Marlon Mack at 164 and end of like the freaking 14th round. So, see what happens there. Um, like I said, I was telling you guys about how I felt on Corey Davis's value with all the added weapons. So, to get him at 149, I mean, it's still a little higher than people were drafting him, but I, I can live with that. Um, and then the Van Jefferson pick, you know, that's that is what it is. I think he's going to be in an offense that's going to, to allow for three receivers to make some noise.
3: Hey, who I took up? Who took
1: my son, Alberto? Uh, he just, oh, yeah. yeah, Albert. He just went off the clock. I think, um, the prime take. No, oh, Vincent took him. Vincent took him. Yeah. Vince they say he might. lose Al-
2: his job to that rookie tight end. They
1: said. I'm not buying it. I think. I think. I think. It's too athletic, I think Albert. Man. I'm not even gonna try and, right. and say his last name, but I think he's pretty. He's pretty damn good himself. I think like he definitely flashed. Um, obviously the the Denver ecosystem was just complete garbage. Um, but he did flash just watching that team as like even um and I think it's saying a lot because they have pretty damn good skill position guys in Denver. They're just obviously always missing that quarterback. But you know, talking about that team, especially, you know, lining up next to Fant, who in his own right is somebody who I'm drafting and you know, first round pick and somebody who, you know, is a freak athletically out of that Iowa, you know, just pipeline of, of ridiculous tight ends. But, you know, I do think I, I I'm not buying the um, um the Dulcich I think his name is I I can't um yeah you're right yeah Greg Greg something um Dulcich. yeah Dulcich I think but um I'm not buying it at that point but you know I do think he does have a role in that offense and especially with Russell Wilson you know those you would also see tight ends two three on um <laughs> on the Seahawks. Would also get peppered with a random red zone touchdown, so wouldn't be surprised if he is taking away some of the acts. Albert O
3: had one of the highest uh, depth of targets of any tight end in the league last year, and he had Teddy Two Gloves and Drew Lock throwing him the rock. So with Russell Wilson throwing him to the rock now, I'll take my chances on
1: that.
2: Sean, Sean we haven't talked here. about this guy. I heard Curtis Samuel is healthy this year. Reps being managed. We talked about Dawson oh. in that offense. Is he somebody you're willing to draft?
1: You, 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 Nick, you know me. You know me, brother. You know I've, you know I've always been a, a Curtis Samuels Um, Like like the point I made earlier just about the Washington offense, I don't – that's the thing because I actually really like the Washington wrestling. Like the talent that they have on that team, skill position-wise. Like, I this. love their receivers. Terry – Terry McLaurin is a is a number one receiver, one of the most underrated guys receivers in the league. Just just like, I don't know, man. I watch him. He reminds me of Marvin Harris. I mean, I'm not supposed to say his name, Harvey Harrison. but like just the way he runs his routes, um, and how good he is, like just how good a receiver is. There, like there are shades of that man of a Hall of Famer's game in Terry McLaurin. Um, I'm on. I'm on okay, the clock here.
0: What, I did not, not say it. he's
1: a sociopathic killer.
0: <laughs> we're not, we're not
1: <laughs> I did not. I did not say he's a killer. Man, I mean, is I don't know what he's guy. capable of, but <laughs> I don't know what that man is capable of. But you know, you know what he, he, you know he's know what really he talented. Um, Dodson, You know, I think Curtis Samuel, He's just on a prove it kind of kind of situation. Um, I think the way he's going to be used, like even Curtis Samuel, that's the like even we talk about, you know, they they brought back McKissick, who you know spurred the um, the Bills at the last moment. I I kind of wish he went to the Bills instead, I think we would have had a I lot of clarity about the about, the, um, um, about just about the, the action, action um, the um, Boston football team backfield um, instead, but. Yeah, man, I think Curtis Samuel, there's a lot of ways to use him, especially, like, he might be the, um, you know, the Jet Satellite, you know, type of, like, screen guy. Like, he's going to have a role in the offense. But, you know, as far as investing goes, yeah, man, he's he. – I'm throwing him in that same, you know, Paris Campbell, you know, bucket of guys that I've been drafting for the past three, four years that haven't hit but, you know, have all the talent in the world. The injuries have messed them up. So, you know, that that probably means that, you know, always – you know, I'm always going to target talent. So, at the end of the day – you know, if Carson Wentz can get his act together, you know, which I'm not really buying, but you know, there there is a world where I see him just having a role on his team. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, how many relevant fantasy options can this team realistically have at the at the receiver position? Like, right. Like, you know, we know Terry's gonna be there. I think Dotson's gonna get his reps. Um, but even in year one, it might come to a situation where Dotson and uh, Curtis Samuel uh might be cannibalizing each other in year one, to be honest.
0: Oh, I'm on the clock. So, I mean,
1: going going on here, um,
0: who just picked? Rash, you're on the clock here, brother. What do you think? Yeah, I, I know. I know. I don't, I'm not thinking anything at this point. I'm just going to get some insurance at the tight end position and, and see if that pays off at all. That's insurance? Yeah. Yes, I know it's insurance. That's That's my third tight end. It's my third tight end. So uh, I Evan think- Evan
1: Evan Ingram, fresh off of a a, a training That's camp drop today. Dollar General. Um, obviously, <laughs> 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 obviously, yeah, obviously, man. Um, I want to I want to buy into Dude, the keep Evan, it on
0: Ingram, but who's sleeping Ooh. on him? Who who we sleeping on? Hayden Hurst. I, look, man, I'm a South Carolina fan. I've been waiting on the Hayden Hurst bubble to bop for for years. I'm I'm over it. I think mean, only
3: close yeah. to the Uzama role in that offense with Burrow. I'm just saying where he's going. Not
0: bad. You know what? I'm open to it. I'm
1: very much open to it. Yeah, no, I, we'll think, I think I think he's gonna have a pretty good year. Like um especially like I think one of the most we talk about Joe Burrow and obviously I've been pushing the Joe Burrow train um since since he got into the league. But uh, no ball in there, Matt. But you know, I think that Joe Burrow. We talk about how good Joe Burrow is, just on you know in general, what makes him great. And you know, I think we we it showed itself during the playoff run. It showed itself during the second half of the season. But you know, just his processing, um, and his ability to really scan the field on you know high leverage moments. So we're talking about third downs, um, you know, third and eight, third and twelve. That was the craziest part about watching that Bengals team in the second half. And it's just like. Um, you know, I think we could we could have a discussion about, you know, just the play calling and, and Zach Taylor in general. And, you know, is he great? Is he really a good or was that just like the talent wise um that buff I mean that um Cincinnati team, you know, actually dragging them. But yeah, like there'd be times where they would just run on first down, second down, mixing mixing with stuffed a couple couple times, like third and ten, third and eleven. And you know, Joe Burrow would just uncork an absolute dime on third down. Like, he did that all season and the stats I don't have the stats up in front of me, but you know, he graded out as i think it was the best or if not one of the top receivers i mean top quarterbacks um at passing on third down so i think that's going to be obviously there's a bunch of receivers there but on those kind of safety blanket plays the importance of the tight end on that team is pretty pretty damn um, it um it, it has a considerable role um like matt said uzama you know Uzama had a significant role down the stretch um, and there was some big games, but I know that, uh, what was it, the, the, Thursday night game against the Jags, where we had a couple just huge plays, um, when they really needed it. So, I mean, you know, I think that, uh, the, the, Falcon situation, um, wasn't great. I mean, I, obviously, um, the, the, the Raven situation for Hayden Hurts wasn't great either. They drafted him in the first round after, um, you know, after Lamar Jackson, you know, and you know, they had Mark Jackson on that team too. So and he couldn't beat out Mark Andrews on that team, Mark Jackson. Mark Andrews on that team and he couldn't beat him out either. But I do think this might be like a you know a final shot for Hayden Hurst to, you know, get into some, you know, some PPR relevance this year. Curtis Samuel just went. Uh so yeah, we final we're down to the final two picks. Obviously, Matt, you've been driving during this draft, but from what you have seen, what do you what do you make of this first best ball that you have done just in terms of, you know, looking at the drafts, we're going to go over the projections in a moment. What are you making of this? Obviously the the 30 seconds goes really quick. I'm on the clock here, but Matt, you can can go ahead.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so like I said, it's first time I've ever done a best ball before, but it's the biggest thing that, and it, it doesn't really differ that much in how I would normally draft. But to me, you know, I'm, I'm, even more I'm swaying for upside uh, because I'm swinging for the guys that are going to give me the 30 point weeks um, Where maybe, and like, obviously there has to be a little bit of a floor too, but um, I'm not looking for average. I'm looking for guys that are going to boom more often than not. Um, And I, I think that also, it probably, especially this year, the quarterback is super deep this year. But in a situation like this, it probably makes sense to draft. I draft three quarterbacks, which I would never do in a regular league. But um, given uh, the format, I think it makes sense to give yourself as many options as possible. So, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's not like, I don't, I don't feel like it's terribly different than, um, than a regular draft. Although I'm sure that once we get to the regular season, that could be very different.
1: So, I mean, Raz, I'll get you, you know, we're, we're approaching um, round 18 here, last round of the draft, and then we'll go over teams, projections, who had the best team, all of that. But, Raz, first best ball of the year. What are your takeaways um, for anybody listening out there? Um, you know, what, you know, pointers, things that, you know, you have realized, where is the value in this draft? Um, you know, where were the dead zones? What, what were your takeaways from this draft?
0: Um, As always, practice before you start. You're drafting for uh, money leagues because the draft, as you know, will happen to you very quickly. And not being prepared, obviously, this is just the the, the normal disclaimer. But not being prepared, it, it limits your your ability to pivot. Um, and if somebody, you know, you, you're like you said, you wanted to pick, I forgot who you were trying to pick, but um, you know, and they go off the board right before you get on there, and it's it's that pivoting that you need to do, especially in those dead zones. Like if you had your heart set on a running back. You know, um, and you're you're getting to now. We're in like pick twenty. We're in that dead zone right now, where the receivers and the tight ends are probably a lot more valuable than any running back you're gonna get. Um, And it's you know being able to deviate from your your original strategy while still you know keeping some integrity on your team. I think is is the most important part. I think right now, just doing the research. Last pick,
1: Raz. You on the clock?
0: Doing doing um doing your research. Doing your research on. The rookies right now, you're going to be able to get rookie value is very important in in these best ball drafts.
1: Oh shit! Obviously, and and Meg, you've done a million things, a million best balls to this point. But um, what did what did you anything you've learned or just like you know main takeaways for for best ball drafts for anybody listening out there? Yep.
2: So one of my one of my tips and something that I practice. If I go QB early, I'm only taking two. If I am waiting to grab a quarterback, and you know, after the beginning with you know with Car, I'm usually going three quarterbacks there. Um, but a elite quarterback allows me for to have extra flexibility to either you know draft a extra running back or receiver, um, and I kind of treat the set the tight end role the same way. Um, I wasn't able to grab one of those top five tight ends, so I ended up going with three. Um, Because in the past, if you take two tight ends, a lot of times they get hurt. And if you have a zero in your lineup every week, you're pretty much done for the year. So um, those will be my two um, for anybody, um, you know, drafted best ball for the first time ever.
1: Yep. So that we are done here. Um, I don't know if it pulls up the projections. On so Sean, here, so you have Sean. Play.
2: You have the highest projection, followed by Sprague, and then the third one looks like it was, um, Vince. So, Listen. looks like. But I've learned a lot with these projections. They don't matter if you take three quarterbacks. <laughs> they, you're don't ha- you're they don't gonna matter. You're usually going to have one of the highest, um, you know, projection scores since quarterbacks score the most. So. Um, they really don't mean anything at this point. But congrats, you, you won, won the you won the early season uh trophy.
3: Yeah. No, number one, pre you're no, number one the AP poll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the worthless preseason polls. But um, let's let's take a look at these teams. So, uh, Matt, let's let's start with your team. Was... Sorry, be that. Let's start. Let's start off with your team. What was? Hey. Let's uh run through all your picks.
3: Oh, you cut out again, bro.
1: Run through your pick. Oh no, I said it. Oh, all, right, all, right, QB. all right,
3: QB, QB uh we went Trey Lance, uh Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, uh Lance, you know, like I'm big on that, especially I mean, they said today the keys to the car are his. Um so, you don't have to worry about Jimmy in the background, like that situation's over, like it's Trey Lance all the way. I think he's way too good of a runner to not have serious upside now. Throwing the ball remains to be seen. I still think there's potential there, but I don't know how much it's all going to come together this year. But again, that's a pure upside play. I like, you know, people dump on Cousins a lot, and I don't know if Kirk Cousins is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but oh boy, Not
1: yeah, but right like,
3: he's Not got mixed. three. He's Not got great. three really good receivers. I'm drafting Irv Smith everywhere I can this year. He has two good running backs. And now he has someone who should be a competent offensive coach, Kevin O'Connell, coming over from the Rams. Now, I mean, who knows? I mean, Zach Taylor was, you know, and Zach Taylor got a job because he's Sean McVay's best friend. And I know no, he just took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, but I think there are some holes in his uh, coaching philosophy as well. But I-, I think Cousins is primed to have a pretty good year, and I think he's being— um, he's going too low in a lot of places right now. Matt Ryan's kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, he's back in. The- Matt Ryan was in a terrible situation last year, and a lot of the underlying stuff says he was pretty good. So, you know, putting him with Indy, uh, at the very least, that's a huge upgrade from Carson Wentz. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that quarterback situation. Uh, Backs
1: uh, like got the best. I like the quarterbacks. You have upside. Um, before we move on to your backs, I mean, Mig, I know you want to, I know you want to spit, um, spit some, some nasty ass Kirk Cousins agenda. So go ahead, bro. I sure do. So, fantasy
2: football wise, he is underappreciated. So just last year, this man threw for forty-two hundred yards, thirty-three touchdowns, and seven picks. I mean, you get, a, you get Irv Smith back this year. Hopefully, a fully healthy Adam Thielen for the whole year. You got
3: Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. I
2: Not mean, run
1: first offense this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, this
3: it, yo, like KJ Osborne, like even if Thielen falls off a little bit, KJ Osborne's pretty good too, I think.
2: KJ Osborne, yeah, KJ Osborne's pretty good. So, I mean, Kirk Cousins has everything to succeed this year and improve on last year's numbers. So, great pick. I don't think you should, you didn't even need Trey Lance having Cousins and Matt Ryan, to be honest. I would have went two quarterbacks, um, if that's what you would have been able to land. But let's look at the rest of your team. Took two tight ends, you might have been able to swap one of those, but that's just my opinion. Uh,
3: backs,
1: yeah,
3: backs, best in the game right now. Jay motherfucking T, Jonathan Taylor, out of Indy. I mean, listen, man. Saw,
1: we we've had this conversation before, Matt. You actually did something I did in a recent best ball as well with the um. Yeah, I think I think I had the I didn't see the did CMC go number one. I think K2 CMC went one. number one. So yeah, I think crazy CMC went number one. So you got Jonathan Taylor at number two. I had a draft, only draft I've done so far where I got number one. And on the turn, I also came back and sent Nick because I couldn't just pass up on him there. So I did the same thing there. The value was just too good. But, yeah, go ahead with the rest of the team.
3: Yeah, I mean, JT, I'll take it. And I – if if CMC was there at two, I probably would have taken CMC. But, I mean, if I, in any draft, no matter format, if Jonathan Taylor is sitting there at two, I'm not going to be able to press the button fast enough. Um, he's just that good. I mean, it's there's really not – a lot to be said. He's that good. He plays behind a monster offensive line, and he's shown the ability to catch the ball. And now he has an upgraded quarterback as well. So, bunch of thumbs up all the way around. And he is a tank. Not to say he can't get hurt, but he is an absolute tank. So, uh, I feel good about that there. Chubb, I mean, the only concern I – to be honest, like, the concern I have with Chubb isn't even, like, the lack of pass catching because he's shown – He has the ability to overcome that. I guess the concern I would maybe have with him this year is that if Deshaun Watson gets an eight-game suspension, which seems likely, how many negative game scripts are they going to be in where they just have to throw the ball all the freaking time? And then maybe Kareem Hunt's on the field more than he is, or maybe that split is a little more equal than you would think. But Chubb Chubb is one of the best pure runners in the league, so I'm going to take my chances with that. Uh, Rashad, any
1: like I get the now I, one second on like good, a, go I ahead. get the concerns on Chubb. I get the concerns on Chubb. They're not going to be great. There's going to be a lot of nasty. They're going to have to run the ball. So I think it might be one of those situations where they might be down, but you know, they're going to be the team that needs to stick with the run game, regardless. Um, and Nick Chubb, if you're telling me he's getting his 20, 20 touches a game at least, I think he'll do the rest. And he's good enough to where like he's he's busting runs off. So, like. He's good enough to where like one run can like change the entire look of his his game. Um, even if he's being inefficient, which he never is, but even mm-hmm. if a team's doing a good job of shutting him down, um, you know I think he's good enough to like break plays open and break runs away. So um, I like I get why people are down on Nick Chubb, but one of the best running backs in the league, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah.
3: So obviously, news broke today. Unfortunately, Chris Carson has to retire with that neck injury. So. Uh, the backfield that's uh, sad for him, unfortunately. Uh but the backfield situation now in Seattle looks to be Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker II. second. Um, I mean they're gonna be terrible. Uh they have a really bad quarterback situation, and I'm worried about some game script stuff with them too. But Pete Carroll will run into a wall over and over and over again. Um that seems to be the case year in and year out. So <laughs> Penny's gonna get his touches. He was really good at the end of last season. He finally showed the promise that made him a first-round pick a couple years ago. And he, he was, was he RB one the last month of the season? If he wasn't, he was damn close. He was up there. Was yeah, up there. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, like whether it's True Lock or Geno Smith, it's going to be nasty. But they're going to try at least to take some pressure off by handing the rock off to Rashad Penny a, a whole bunch. So. I'll take my chances with that. And then, you know, beyond that, it's a couple of dart throws, but, like, I think they're dart throws with upside. Like, to be honest, I am staying – it's no it's no real disrespect to the player. I'm staying the hell away from Cam Akers this year. Like, Cam Akers going top uh, – Cam Akers going top 25-30 is kind of nuts to me, um, given the way we know McVay likes to use his backs um, – You know, he didn't look tremendous coming back. I mean, the fact that he came back from an Achilles tear in six months is some sort of modern medicine miracle. Uh, So maybe I shouldn't have expected too much, but, like, he didn't look fantastic. Um, Super Bowl comes to mind, and him single-handedly trying to give away the Buccaneers game in the playoffs also comes to mind as well. Um, But, like, I I feel like Daryl Henderson's kind of been forgotten about a little bit, and, you know, there's a world where if that's a, somewhere close to a 50-50 timeshare um, or some, somewhere in that neighborhood that, you know, the value you're getting where Daryl Henderson's going in a really good offense is pretty good to me. Um, you know, in Memphis now, had to take a Memphis legend in Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, he's super talented. I mean, anything happens to Miles Sanders. Like, I think Kenneth Gainwell is the guy you want in that backfield, Um And, you know, there's a question, I guess, of what's the ceiling of a running back in a Jalen Hurts-led offense. Um, But he showed some real flashes last year, so I'm going to take my chances with that. And, I mean, listen, Raheem Oster is made of glass, and he has shown that repeatedly. But if, 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 by some miracle he could stay healthy, um, he's going really cheap playing for a head coach that knows how to use him and clearly is a fan of him in that he signed him after, you know, after Mike McDaniel went from San Francisco to Miami. So, listen, Bolster, if you talk about upside, we saw it in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Sign me up for that.
1: All right, receiver. Oh, yeah, so receivers, receivers. Yeah, go ahead, receivers. Um, shout out to the homie Jalal in the chat, bro. What's good, my guy? Um, but, yeah, receivers, Matt, who you got? All right, Tyreek,
3: um, yeah, to be honest, like Tyreek Hill, even if he's not with Patrick Mahomes um, and if Tua has a bit of a water gun, and to be honest, I don't know that it really matters because I think that you think about the 49ers offense and what they've done the last couple of years and just how masterful they've been at putting receivers in space around the line of scrimmage and getting them short yard stuff. Like Tyreek Hill has shown the ability to do that In Kansas City over the years so some of the lawn stuff might not be there as much but they're going to get him the ball in his hands and they're going to and it might be in more unconventional ways than we saw Andy Reid uh use him in Kansas City as well but uh they're going to get the ball in his hands. it's going to be I think a good offense at the very least like he's going to get his I'm not worried about that um you know we had a discussion about Gabriel Davis in the chat yesterday our Twitter chat listen man Super talented guy. We've been waiting on that breakout for a couple of years. It finally happened the last third of the regular season last year, and then obviously monster, monster, monster game in that instant classic against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Pretty simple to me. Like, he might be the second receiver in that offense, but he's super talented. They're the most pass-heavy offense in the league, and he's playing with an MVP caliber quarterback, throwing him the rock. I'm going to take my chances with that. How um, about Ra? You know, <laughs> I mean, when you think about what he did at the end of last year, I think he might have been – I mean, he he won a lot of people leagues last year. He turned up at the end of the season and won a lot of people leagues. So, another year with Jared Goff, and I'm not saying Jared Goff's a superstar, but, like, they made it work. So, another year, another offseason to get better and improve. I mean, I'm a big fan. I'm going to draft a lot of him this year. Um, and then the rest of them kind of – like I, I said, kind of Gar- – I think
1: the last guy – yeah, the last guy, Um, I mean, let's talk, yeah, Josh Palmer, we talked about him earlier. Um,
3: you do? Okay, I'm a big fan. I'm going to draft him a lot yeah. this year, too.
1: Yeah, he, I think, I think he has, um, you know, I think his connection with, um, I think he has the perfect skill set to really, Um, you know, I think we talk about, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen not being burners. Mike Williams can get behind the secondary, um, but he's more of a jump guy. He's more of a jump ball contested grabs kind of guy. Um, Josh, 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 Joshua Palmer has that ability to really, you know, take the lid off of defense, and you know, he's he's the guy who's going to be catching the bombs from Herbert. Um, so in the offense, especially in best ball formats, um, he's going to have extremely high spike weeks to where he's going to go. He's going to have games where he goes like three for one forty and a touchdown. So he's somebody who I, I'm definitely in. And I mean, we didn't get a chance to say congratulations on the new job yet, Matt, on the chat. I mean, on the pod though. My guy Matt is on, you know, moving on to greener pastures. But going back hmm. to his old stomping grounds in, in Green Bay, real quick. I mean, one of my, I think one of the most, the, like one of my favorite dart throws at the end of drafts, rookie drafts. I'm taking him third, fourth rounds, um, wherever I could get him. But I think, I think there's a world where Romeo Dobbs is dubs, whatever it is. I think Dobbs. there's a world where he outproduces Christian Watts in year one. And like, he is like, Christian Watts is a burner himself. Um, I think, you know, um, what Romeo really needs to improve on is um, he has inconsistent hands, um, but he is a big play threat waiting to happen in a way that probably um, Lazard isn't. And I think especially with Christian Watson opening um, the season on the pup, I mean, opening training cap on the pup list, I think the opportunity for him and even some other guy like Amari Rodgers to really... Um, you know, make an impact in year one is going to be considerable for that, but I'm i I'm a huge fan of him. So I'm, I love that pick as a, as a, last well, what I, would, what I would say.
3: So, so one, it's funny because like, I agree. I think Romeo could really be a sleeper rookie to break out this year. Probably. I, I went up there uh, right before I left, we were there for rookie midi and he is literally probably the quietest guy I've ever heard in a dead locker room before. Um, but he has a lot of fans within that organization, Including Aaron Rodgers, who uh, he was on McAfee a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Listen, all these rookies have something to them." And uh, even Rodgers even shouted out their seventh round pick, Samari Torrey out of Nebraska. But um, Dobbs is someone that uh, I, I think there's a reason why they didn't take a receiver earlier than they did. Now they they went, they tried to trade into the first round to get Watson, were spurned. Um, But I think that they felt like they could get value in rounds three, four, and later. And I think Dobbs uh, fits into that mold perfectly. And I I agree. I don't think it's even necessarily Watson starting training camp on the pup. It's just I think that Watson is a little bit more of this raw product um, where Dobbs uh, might be coming in a little bit more polished. Now, I would probably take Watson long-term over Dobbs. But for this season, I think that Dobbs is probably – the better bet. And you mentioned Amari Rodgers. What I'd say about Amari Rodgers. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, what I'll say about Amari Rodgers is I think the Packers view Amari Rodgers as a weapon more than they do a wide receiver. Um, more of like a gadget type guy. You think about guys that have fit into like a forty ers type offense before. Like, you know, people said that they drafted him to be their Debo Samuel. He's not Debo Samuel. And I, and I was, you remember, I was, I was a big fan of Mario Rogers coming out of Clemson. Um, he's good, but I, I don't think that he's going to be used in a traditional wide receiver sense. Not to say that he can't be relevant doing that, but he's not going to be used the same way that they'll use Watson, Dobbs, and Torrey, assuming he makes the team. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they've got, you know. The locks to make the roster are probably Lazard, Cobb, um, Lazard, Cobb, Watson, and Dobbs, and then Rogers probably behind it. But Torrey, you know, I I think he's got a good chance to make the roster. It just matter how many receivers they carry. Um, But either way, like give me some receiver in an Aaron Rodgers offense, and I'll take my chances.
1: But yeah, overall, overall, like I like this team, man. I think some of the projections might not love some of the receivers. I think MVS, um, without seeing what his projected points total was, I think they probably might not be in love with him. But I do think, um, he also is more valuable in a best ball format. Um, I think also, um, some of the tight ends. But I do think this team is pretty good. I love the quarterbacks. Um, so I think this is this is a team, especially in the best ball format, that, that's going to have a chance, um, to actually, you know, have a pretty good season. We just lost the actual damn screen real quick. One second. Um, but me, you can start with your team real quick, me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I uh quarterback, I went with two with uh Lamar Jackson and Jameis Winston. So my mindset there is hopefully Lamar should be the quarterback just about every week, besides that bye week. Um, so I won't spend too much time on my in my QB room, but I do like Jameis as my QB too. Um, I read an article earlier, his ADP has been going up, um, and just going back to one of my, you know, first drafts that I did, um, at minimum, I think it's gone up about 20 spots. Um, he's sitting around 152 now. Um, but real quick on my running backs, Deandre Swift, um, that's my guy. He's added weight this year. So hopefully that helps with that, with the injuries, um, right there on the little notes that I read earlier too, for him. Um, he was averaging in the games he played almost 100 yards so i think it was sat around 98 um so i'm hoping we get a full year of him um aj Dylan speaking about the Packers, i think Dylan and jones are gonna have really good years um i have a lot of Dylan jones i have
1: one a lot that of that video one second make i'm sorry that video of aj dylan running over the the mascot <laughs> oh, yeah, um. yeah 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 I was yep. So
2: okay, uh, I
0: have
1: a lot of A.J. Dillon.
2: I'm expecting big things out of him. But Damian Harris, this is probably his last year in New England. Um, they're going to run him to the ground. They've got Ramond J. Stevenson. They drafted two uh, running backs, one being Pierre Strong that I like a lot. Um, so he kind of reminded me of Antonio Gibson as far as um, what they can do. Um, he, if I'm not mistaken, had a little over 200 points, fantasy points for best ball last year on specifically underdogs. So if I could get anywhere near that this year, um, that's all I need because I only need two of my running backs each week to um, put up good numbers. So um, Rashad White with Lenny F. showing up, I'm taking that chance there, even though he's a rookie. Um, Darrell Williams, we know what um, what we got there in, uh, with James Conner. Um, and then Brian Robinson we kind of talked about two earlier – Um, So I have two, if I'm not, I think I have two um, Washington Commanders players, which is um, a little ballsy, but um, I like his skill set as a rookie, and I think he'll get playing time um, regardless of how Antonio Gibson plays this year. Um, So my running back room, I treat it, at least I treated this as I only need two to pop off each week, and
1: there's a good chance that I at least have three each week that put up decent numbers. Dylan, Dylan and Damian Harris are going to get a lot of touchdowns, and I think, um, you know, one touchdown a week is usually enough to get you into RB2, flex at worst um, yep. consideration. Um, Rashad White, pretty interesting pick. Um, I I'm, don't I'm yep, believe you know, Miggs, let yeah. me say
3: this real quick. Miggs, you're on to something with draft Packers running backs, those two specifically. Yep. Because if you look um, at any game log for the last couple of years since Matt LaFleur got there and Devontae Adams has not played – Draft Packers running backs. They're running,
2: yeah, they're running. I mean, they're running the ball. And- they're running, they're
3: running. But Aaron Jones is going to catch. I, if I could bet on it, which I, I might be able to, Fanduel's pretty cool. If I could bet on it, I am taking Aaron Jones to lead that team in catches
1: this year. Ain't
0: no Fanduel in Tennessee, bro.
1: Yes, there is. The fuck oh, you, talking about good. that?
0: That just rolled out. I was like, I not make no plays, man.
1: I know yeah, that underdog legal though. You know we are underdog podcast. You know it's back on yeah. more underdog. Got you. That's on big news. Um,
0: okay, my fault, my fault. <laughs> my, I didn't. I, I mean, mean you still being last... be a Wisconsin homer down there in Tennessee is incredible.
3: To Me, I'm just saying. I'm trying to give good advice. Draft the running backs.
1: I hear you. Draft the running backs. Um, I'm. I'm. I think. I still think you know Benjamin is the backup in Arizona. To draft, I think you know, I don't know how it's gonna end up, but I'm still, um, you know, I mean, I don't even know if he got drafted in his, in his, in his actual draft, I, I'd have to look, but I think he is still darn talented. Um, Mick, your receivers, you got Stefan Diggs, Michael yes. Pittman, Jerry Judy, Tyler oh. Boyd, Myers, Job Dotson, and KJ Hammer. How are you feeling about your
2: receiver? Yep. If I win this league, um, it's because of my receivers. Um, Stefan Diggs, we know what he can do. Um, I'm expecting good things out of Pittman with Matt Ryan there. Um, Jerry Judy is what hopefully one, two of the four, um, receivers that will pop off in Denver with Russ Wilson there. Um, and then I took KJ Hamler as well, just in case. So a little stack there at receiver. Um, but the big thing here for me is Tyler Boyd. We talk about how safe he is. Um, and then another guy with high targets, Jacoby Myers, um, realistically let's say Myers scores five touchdowns a year he only had what two last year his adp would probably be 20 to 30 spots higher um he was top 12 in target share last year um if i'm not mistaken he was i think he ran a route on like 92 I targets drop backs so um i just need a couple more touchdowns from Myers and hopefully with the news i'm hearing about Mac Jones um, showing some improvement um, physically and in the locker room. Hopefully we get there with him. Um, so I'm I'm high on Myers. I still think he's there, there, uh he's the wide receiver one, even with Devontae Parker there, who I am not touching. Um <laughs> Dotson, we kind of talked about him in length uh in length earlier as well. Um with Wentz. Yeah, two, range, opp- took. Opposite of McLaurin. Um, I think he's going to have. Um, One of the better rookie wide receiver years um, out of all out of this entire class.
1: And then, yeah, you ended up with Goddard, who we know.
2: Yeah, we know what Goddard did after Zach Ertz trade. Um, I believe he finished as the 10th tight end last year um, after week seven Um, and then including playoffs. He was the eighth tight end. So. Um, I'm expecting good things out of him, but my favorite tight end, actually out of my group here, is Brevin Jordan. Um, there's not much in Houston. Um, they've got uh, they've got Brandon Cooks, and if you guys don't know, um, over the last nine games of the year, Brevin Jordan finished top twelve out of uh, four times um, out of the last nine weeks. And being best ball, that's all I need. If I can get Brevin Jordan to give me uh, tight end one numbers on my team three times this year as my third tight end that I took very with the very last pick, um, you know, I, I should have a,
3: have a pretty good season.
2: Hey,
1: hey,
3: Raz, 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 are you calling Jacoby Myers, uh, Jacoby Funches yet or not?
0: um that's only reserved for one person for julio for julio punches yeah, okay yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to roll out another we name. spoke about yeah. him earlier matt yeah yeah
3: yeah uh, but i'm with i'm with Nick though that's matt, that's back jones favorite receiver and at some point yeah. the touchdown the touchdown numbers are gonna come up a little bit at least yeah i mean Maybe he's four. not good yeah, enough I he's think. not good
0: enough for me to to like slander like that like Julio, as a former Julio fantasy owner, like, I've sat through those seasons where he was, you know, did everything but go into the end zone, man. Like, you, you would get 20-point games from him. And it's, it's disrespectful, obviously, to call him the Funches. But you get 20-point games from him, 10 catches, no touchdowns. And you're just like, ah. Yo, what did they say? What did they say that Devin
1: Funches was doing in the Giants? They said he was stealing lunch or some shit? Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's stealing food. Yeah. From the cafe. His his exit from
0: the Packers, um, his yeah. from the Packers
3: was very unceremonious too. That
1: guy. But yeah, Mick, I like I like your team. Obviously, you know, I think whenever you draft um, a bunch of rookies, I think you drafted three rookies. Um the projections are not favorable to rookies, but um when we do get into season, um particularly if you can get through that first half of the season, second half of the season when a lot of rookies do um, you know, break in um to the starting positions and get a lot more reps. Um, and, and just game time, I think, you know, they have a, a, a real chance to be, you know, difference makers down the stretch. But Raz, uh, you can start off with your team as we break down your team.
0: I mean, so in the quarterback room, um, got a nice little auto draft there of Zach Wilson with the 30 second timer. 30 seconds is is a real hectic, chaotic time to draft. Let's not do that again. Um, Josh Allen is going to be the quarterback there, so no need to worry. Just hopefully Zach has a good week the week he's not playing. And then in the running back room, um, I did go receiver first, so I cobbled together this this pack of running back here. Hopefully, leading heavily on the rookie, Brees Hall, um, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson is probably the pick I'm the most proudest of in this in this little set right here, just where I got him at, um, you know. And then Chase Edmonds and Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is a little bit of a dark throw. He hey, that's a, that's a,
1: that's a USF legend. It'll pay off.
0: Oh boy! All right, I'm buying some you. Marlon Mack this year, man.
1: I think, I think I, I'm really, buying. He's, he's there. I think <laughs> he's there. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Picks, um 172 ADP, You took him to pick one sixty four. Yeah. Um, if he hits, like, uh, there's I'm like top twenty running back in there. So yeah, it's pretty pretty high up.
0: Um, then as wideout, Justin Jeff. You know, we saw what he can do. Uh, Mike Evans, Lazard is is you know. Somebody has to catch passes out there, and, and Matt's home. Um, then, you <laughs> then you got Gallup. Then you got Gallup, who um, you know will be coming off that ACL, but I think he'll have something to prove there. There's, there's targets to go around. Ben Jefferson is in a high octane offense, and then as we spoke about earlier with Corey Davis, I do think the complementary weapons around him will make life a little bit easier. Um, Kendrick Bourne and Zay Jones, I mean, whatever. Not much to talk about there. Tight end. little concerned here. Um, But, you know, Hawkinson, I hope, will catch some passes. The Muth is there. And then, as you guys already understood, I I went and got insurance with Evan Ingram, who uh, is dropping passes in training camp right now. So I am. You got
3: the general, brother. That's your insurance.
0: First of (laughs) all, Shaq has told you that the general has been good to him, and that's why he's still still doing the ads today. But, I mean, um, for my first best ball, you know, a little rusty, little, little rusty. My first draft of the year, actually. Uh, so, I mean, I think for someone who went into this, not knowing kind of a bit of the trends right now, as I really start to dig in and, you know, draft season will provide that content for you. But we are, uh, we're digging in and I think, you know, this team is going to compete in this league, you know, might even win it. We'll see.
1: I mean, real quick though, Raz, let's get your thoughts on on your brother, Prime, BP, Shout out to uh, Brian. Let's get your thoughts on his team real quick. Obviously, quarterback, he went uh, Jay Herbo, pick 33. Jared Goff, Tannehill, his three quarterbacks. Um, Alvin Kamara, pick 16. He took uh, Zeke at pick 57. Fell 17 south before his ADP. Um, say what you want about Zeke. I can't hate it at pick 57. James Cook at 81. Melly Gordon, um, 112. Deontay Foreman at pick 177. His receivers are Brandon Cooks. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, wide receiver three at pick 88. Um, KJ Osborne, Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, uh, OBJ, pick one eighty four. His uh, tight end is Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and Cameron Bray. What do you make of your brother's team,
0: Raz? Um, I'm not, I'm not feeling the direction on the wideouts. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, Brandon Cooks finds a way to get a thousand yards, so sure. But like, as that being your number one wideout. You you might be in trouble. Um, You know, everybody else here is, other than Osborne, who might be in a solid situation, and and Landry, I don't know what you you expect to get from him this year. But, I mean, he'll be playing with a better quarterback, hopefully, um, than he had in injured Baker Mayfield. But there's no real game breakers here for me, and a lot of it is dependent on quarterback play, which is a recipe for disaster when it comes to wideouts. Um, his, His floor and running back is solid. Um his his quarterback room is good and let me see the tight ends one more time, Slide Dog. Kelsey, yeah. I mean, he's good there, but I mean I don't I don't I'm not worried about this team.
1: <laughs> All right, Matt Let's break down. We'll we'll do my team last, but let's get to K Lou's squad real quick. Oh, we um, get to Slander K Lou. Sure. Let's go. Let's slander let's K Lou because he didn't end up in the chat. Every
3: every every, every player K-Lew. on this team I will not draft in any other league.
1: <laughs> so Klu's team, Klu twenty four. Obviously, um, you know the second Dial- most dialogue did not allow for him to join us tonight. World. You know the second most deviant milkman in the world, Klu, after our friend Pedro, most, uh, um, most
0: diabolical <laughs> hater. By the way, <laughs> yeah. so he went.
1: He went. Matt Stafford and um, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he took the nasty man as his third. receiver, his third Ooh. quarterback. Deshaun Watson, pick 168, I mean, I guess. Um, CMC, pick number one, he took Javante Williams. I do love that stack right there, CMC, Javante Williams. At pick 25, his third running back is Naheem Hines. That is kind of gross. So, so, um, so where,
3: where, are, where are you guys at? Now, I know where I'm at on Javante as a talent. I don't know where I'm at on the role and his ADP.
2: I agree, and I'm a big fan. I think. I I love the talent. uh, I think
1: it's one of those situations. I think – go
3: ahead, Matt. No, I'm just saying, like, I love the talent. If Melvin Gordon did not go back there – now, the counter to this is Melvin Gordon went back there on a one-year minimum deal, basically. Um, So they might end up giving the keys, the full keys, to Javante anyways. But it's still looking at how that was split last year. And Nathaniel Hackett comes from the Matt LaFleur tree now where – they do split time with running backs a decent amount. Like, just scares me a little bit at his ADP. Now, if he slides, if he slides a little bit from that on the ADP. I'm taking him everywhere I can get, but he's kind of going a little high, maybe for me.
1: As a as the resident Mel, Melvin Gordon fan on you know distant our circle or whatever, you know, I'm I'm saying draft Javante away and don't worry about it. This will be the last time. I think he gets drafted in the second round. I think for the next four or five years, he will be a first-round pick. I think that will be obvious down the stretch. When it's winning time, I think he's going to be getting 70% of the work there, and I think it will work itself out there. Um, k receivers, Debo Samuel, Allen Robinson, Devontae Smith, Hunter Renfro, Michael Thomas. Um, he took Julio Jones, pick 16, a nice uh, pick, 169, and then Wondell Robinson, pick 193, George Kittle, and Cole Komet at pick 120. Matt, what do you make of this team? uh everybody on here. Yeah,
3: no, okay, I was kidding. Uh I mean Debo's upside is Debo's upside is crazy. Um, if you want to go up to the top real quick, I mean I like the quarterback situation. I do. Um, you know, if the lowest ceiling there is Trevor Lawrence, and you're in pretty good shape. And to be honest, I'm a fan of drafting Trevor Lawrence as a second quarterback in a lot of leagues this year. I mean, last year was rough, but there's not a quarterback on the face of the planet that last year would not have been rough for in Jacksonville. You could have dropped Andrew Luck straight out of the 2012 draft in Jacksonville last year, and it would have been bad. i um, not saying that Doug Peterson is Andy Reid when it comes to quarterbacks, but Doug Peterson has a pretty good track record when it comes to developing those guys. And you, know, you already hear whispers about the fact that it's an actual NFL locker room, and Doug Peterson treats them like adults, which is a far cry from Urban Meyer last year. Um, what was uh, – we're on Vince's team now? If you want, I don't know if you want to expand no, on K. team real quick. I'm, um, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> Lue, go, going back to K. Lue's running
2: backs, I'm a big Naeem Hines, Hines fan, um, but he's your third running back you've selected. I think you have a problem. We do have and we do have injuries that happen in the NFL, so and he took and he took time. CMC.
1: So, yeah, if anything happens to, to CMC, um, his yeah. running back situation is gonna look deaf. Um, our homie Vincent, real quick, he took Joe Burrow, um, as his quarterback, Tom Brady, and Derek Carr. That's a pretty good three quarterback stack. You can't really get mad at that. Um, Aaron Jones as his RB1, Elijah Mitchell, RB2, Ken Walker, uh, RB3, Isaiah Spiller. No, no Bobby, lie? Tuba, no, Hunter, no,
3: no, no, no lie, other than Aaron Jones. I'm sorry, Vincent. That running back room is yuck. It <laughs>
0: is. Yuck.
1: Yeah. I'm out.
0: I, I'm out on Elijah Mitchell this year. It's pretty bad. Um, but you know, it could be Ken Walker. We had this
1: conversation about yeah. um then he may retire this. He's pretty dead. I'm more I'm not concerned about his talent. Who we talking he's about Elijah.
3: No, I'm I'm out on Elijah. Like I think last year was the lightning in the
1: bottle year where he I was the workhorse. I mean, I thought yeah, it I was think, Trace.
0: Um, I think Elijah extremely
1: talented. I'm more I'm more concerned with his health than um than his actual talent. So, um, and then Vincent's receivers are I think Ken Walker is RB one in Seattle by the second half of the season. His receivers are Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, nice little charger stack there. Russell Gage value drops a little bit with Julio there, but I still think there's some stuff to like there. Um pick 86 is not bad. Paris Campbell, um, Terrence Marshall, uh, Samuel Watkins and AJ Green. Yuck. Um, Mike Gasicki and Albert O to round out the receipt. I mean the tight ends. Um, not a bad team. Like you guys said, the running backs are a little shaky. I think the quarterbacks, um, he's gonna need Elite production from his quarterbacks to really get up there. Um I mean the top of that the top of that, top of that wide
3: receiver chart is elite.
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good oh, three. Right. I think um, you know, I, that's that's a lot of targets, that's a lot of production right there. Not a bad team. Um, I think he's gonna need some stuff to break yep. uh through gonna, to go. Let's go on to our I'm guy back Joe uh, Berg team, real quick. He took Jalen Hurts as the quarterback to a as his backup quarterback, Travis Etienne, as his RB one, Camp Makers RB two, Ramondre Stevenson, RB three, Jamal Williams, and Hassan Haskins to round out his receivers room. Um, went with a nice little Bengals stack with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, um, in round one and two. I believe that is Elijah Moore, uh, our receiver three, Kadarius Tony, Garrett Wilson, Tim Patrick, McCall Hardman, Isaiah McKenzie. I like his receivers. Um, the receivers are really good. Um, I think Elijah Moore, I like, as you're – like, I am I have a little bit of trepidation as um, if he's, like, your wide receiver two. But I think him as the wide receiver three is going to be pretty damn good. Kadarius Tony is worth the upside fly. We spoke about him earlier. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, I think, you know, best of luck. Um, I think he asked for a lot there with a jet stack. Um, Tim Patrick, I also love. Daw- Dawson Knox, Robert Tunyon, and Austin Hooper on the um, tight end. So, um, any thoughts on this team? Uh,
3: the backs are a little troubling. Uh, like I said, I'm not really in on acres. I, I love ETN, uh, especially while James Robinson's hurt. I will draft a lot of ETN. I think Ramondre Stevenson's a pretty good pick, too. Uh, I like the receivers. Um, you know, he's depending on, you know, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney, and Garrett Wilson, which could be asking a lot. Um, But the top of the receivers, the receiver chart was pretty good. And then he – who are his tight ends again? Right. Listen, if you could wait it out – if you could wait it out on Robert Tunyon until he comes back, that could be someone who gives you real touchdown upside,
1: especially – yeah, so, Raz, we'll go over Den's team real quick and then we'll finish our lines. Den's went. What quarterback? Um, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, as his quarterbacks. Uh, How
0: many quarterbacks um, do you to play in this? One a, a week. You, no, can see, only one right?
1: you can only start one per week. So, nice, okay. um, you
0: can we're off to a hot start there. Um, really Najee
1: Harris, Joe Mixon, and David Montgomery are his three backs. Um, only took three backs. So, you know, I think, um, you know, so Joe interesting Mixon to
0: have to text of- him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, both strategy. Kind on. On. <laughs> um DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Chris Olave, Star Moore, Christian Watson, and George Pickens. It's Pixon. a big youth, youth movement there. And his, and his tight ends are Hunter Henry, um, Gerald Everett, and David and Joku Raz. Thoughts on our guy Denzel's team?
0: Denzel um, was clearly inebriated. This is a. Uh, this is not this is not <laughs> like <him.
2: laughs> a lot of wide receivers.
0: there's a lot of it's definitely the youth movement here. Um
2: <laughs> It's not a dynasty league. No,
0: nah, he's better he's better he's better than this, and um you know he might have been tired, might have fell asleep at the wheel here. You know, I love you brother, but yeah. Wait, three running backs? That's LT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Oh man, yeah. So um, you know, I think that we. I think we got the best that'd look. be a fire yeah, ass dynasty be, uh, team, though. That would be a fire dynasty team. I mean, that would be a pretty good one. My guy, carry real quick, cool, run through his team: Kyler Watts, uh, Kyler Murray. You know, uh, the Rich. Um, shout out to the Study Hall claws and Kyler Murray's new contract. I've never seen nothing like that before. That is hilarious. Daniel Jones as his QB two, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Terry and Davis, Price. Are his backfields Cooper Cup, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker, Nico Collins. I'm a big fan. Alec Pierce, David Bell, uh, and Kyle Pitts and Kyle Rudolph are his tight ends. Um, don't hate this team. Don't love it either. Um, like this is kind of my. What was that, Mick?
2: I'm not a fan of the depth of the team. So he's got you know solid. About two solid players per position. But, you know, after that, I think his running back crew might be the best thing on his
1: team. It's
3: going to be tough when Saquon loses the job to Matt Breida, though.
1: Yeah, it looks like a middle-of-the-pack team to me. And um, real quick, my guy Dizzle, um, who said he had a couple oh, auto-drafts. Patty be, Mahomes. That's it. Yeah, Patty Mahomes, Derek Henry. Our uh, only quarterback was Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, um, the two hundred and sixty pound Leonard Fournette, allegedly. Um, C. E. H. Who's not two forty five? They uh, say two forty five today. Two forty five. Love that for that. Love that for Lenny. Two forty five. Um, <laughs> Damian Pierce, Devin Secretary, J. D. McKissick, Juju is his wide receiver one. That is disgusting. Darren Waller. Yeah, we can move on. Um, we're gonna end on my team, and um, <laughs> end on my team. Uh, and I'll get the thoughts of the room. My quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, uh, McCormick Jones, or whatever Mac's first name is, Baker Mayfield, Gross is my QB3, uh, Dalvin Cook, JK Dobbins, uh, Cordero Patterson, um, Michael Carter, um, Tyler Algier, and then I also do have Gus Edwards and Khalil Herbert as my final receiver. My receiver, my, sorry, my final running back, my receivers are C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle. Carlin Sutton, D.K. Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, and Will Fuller. My tight ends are Dalton Schultz and Tyler Higby. This is the number one team in the projections. Um, like I said, it's probably skewed because I do not think I took a rookie. Let's, clap it, up. Let's clap it up for Sean, number one team in the projections.
2: <laughs> that shit is trash, oh, um, Why did you take end. Baker? I would have not taken
1: Baker and then grabbed an extra wide receiver. I could have done that, but, um, you know – Hindsight, but I like my receivers though. I think, um, yeah, the
0: yeah that's a good room. Nice.
1: As DK is my number four, um, I think we'll full of signs on somewhere, but you know, break, go ahead, Raz, break it down, for me. tear it apart.
0: Um, no, no, I was looking at your your wideouts, and your wideouts are incredible. You know, I'm jealous of such a wideout rule. Um, stroll up to your running backs. I mean, J.K. healthy. You know that's a great number. I got Gus there too. I only need them healthy for the second
1: half of the season. I'm gonna say that. I think even if they open on Pop, and let's say they come back by week four, I think one of them that that Ravens running game is still going to be extremely valuable once it's up and once they get somebody gets healthy. I don't know who's going to get healthy first, but between them two, I think one of them has a chance to you know produce a lot.
0: Could this be the year that Mike Davis keeps a job? (laughs) that that would be awful for this running back room but I think um I mean yeah you can float until they get healthy I mean Corderell apparently you know again I was nine years too early on him um you know he's now a (laughs) running back so 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 we're so we're there and I I think what's your quarterback scroll up real quick definitely didn't need Baker but you know Russell Wilson should be good enough to float you for 11 weeks until he does his bullshit um, and falls out of the MVP race, and then hopefully Mac Jones has improved, like they said.
1: Uh, Matt, me, you can finish this off, man. What well, your team?
3: I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Russell Wilson has the most competent offensive coach he's had probably his entire career. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett is the real deal—not um, just stuff he did with the Packers. He was the offensive mastermind when the Jaguars were what a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's something. With Blake Bortles at quarterback, I mean that is really something. So, I mean, it's just a matter of how quickly they get acclimated. But he's got the offensive, he's got the offensive mind behind him, and he's got the skill position players around him. Uh, running backs, I, I like Dalvin a lot. I feel like people are down on Dalvin for some reason this year, but no. Um, oh yeah but i mean it's been the same for a while uh <laughs> like health and dalvin cook i mean that's kind of been a thing for a couple of years like you know to me you just take it you take him based on the upside and you hope that he stays on the field um where, where are we at on uh, D- dobbins and rapaport had a weird war on twitter where rap sheet said that he's not gonna be ready for week one and dobbins mm-hmm. said that he might be i don't know i mean if he's healthy love dobbins i just you know it, it's a risky pick. Um, it is. I, I guess I guess you kind of handcuff the Falcons' backfield, which I don't know how that's going to play out, but someone's got to eat, I guess. Um, I feel like people are a little low, maybe a little low on Michael Carter. I mean, obviously, like, they drafted Brees Hall top 35 to make yeah. him the feature back, but I think there's still a role for him as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, you handcuffed you handcuff the Ravens' backfield, too. I did see Gus the bus there. So, yeah, and then, and then your receivers are really, really freaking good. Now who's your t- what's your tight end group look like? And,
2: Schultz and- uh, Dalton
1: Schultz and Tyler Higby. Yeah, I think you're
2: good there too. So solid team. Only thing is, I would have just not taken Baker and taken another wide receiver there, and maybe not yeah, have two, very two sets of uh, handcuffed running backs. That's a uh, that's a little strange to me too.
1: Yeah, but like, but it's best ball. So easier, you just need sorry.
2: you just need one to pop off um, from each team, and you should be set.
1: But yeah, man, that's that's gonna wrap us up for best ball draft number one. Shout out to our friends and our homies over at Underdog Fantasy once again. If you did make it to this part of the show, shout out to you. Let us know in the comments who you do think had the best team and who do you think will win. We're gonna do another one of these best balls probably closer to the end of the draft. Once again, if you are interested in drafting on Underdog, we do have that promo code, which is promo code draft season. Promo code draft season. Let me say one more time. Just in case you are deaf, promo code draft season. But, um, yeah, man, shout out to everybody. We got more fantasy football content coming to you guys weekly. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Shout out to all the new subscribers to the page. We got a lot more content coming to you guys soon. And we out of here, man. Fuck Rios. Where-